Hello friends and welcome to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. It's Thursday and I am back to say happy 25th birthday to blogging because believe it or not, it is actually the 25th anniversary of or birthday. I don't even know. It's it doesn't it doesn't exist of blogging and that's first of all wild because I'm 24 and blogging is 25 so oh my god we're twins but also it's exciting because blogging has changed so much and it's also changing so fast and that's it (laughs) it's amazing end of the podcast bye no it can't be done that quickly as much as sometimes I wish it would because I record this podcast like pretty late in the evening but I don't let myself eat until I'm done because when I eat, like, oh, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm not getting off that couch. So <laughs> I'm starving. But anyway, the point is I wanted to talk to you guys about where vlogging has come from and then where it's going. So, like, we have two months and a half left of this decade. Like, I was shook by this today. I don't know where I read it somewhere and I was, like, taken aback. I needed to take a seat. I was shook. And it's crazy because I've spent all of my adult life in this decade and I don't know what to do with myself and I don't know what's happening and it's definitely prompting a quarter-life crisis so if you're with me on that then I'm glad I'm not alone but basically happy 25 years birthday to blogging which started in 1994 with a website called scripted I have a whole episode on the history of blogging so like I'm not gonna get that into it if y'all didn't listen then then you're not real fans and that's on you So blogging, as we know it today, has been around for 25 years, and as you might have expected, it's changed a lot. So there's 1.7 billion websites in the world, and 50 million of them are blogs, and I'm sure half of those are just abandoned, and like the other half are just cringy things people posted in middle school. But still, that's a lot of blogs, and more are coming every single day, and it's so huge, and like everyone I know has a blog, basically, and it's just such a thing. So in the early day of blogs, it was really different. So first of all, I was there. I was an OG. I was around in these pioneering times. I would consider myself a pioneer of blogging. And that's not a compliment. It's actually an insult because the cringe factor, like, is out of this world. The things, I don't know what my parents were doing, first of all, big question mark there. But I was on the internet. Like, I can tell you, I remember it. No one understands what I'm saying. I was in elementary school creating blogs, and that was cool because I was the loser who was on the computer who had no friends. But, I mean, I I had my blog. So this was a sad story. We took a dark turn, and I blogged my way through my entire life. Um, if you dig far enough back, I have, and there's some cringy stuff out there, and that's questionable for a a ton of reasons, but also just because I don't ever need to see it again, and I am very jealous of the people who did not get on the internet until later in life when they had more of their brain developed, but alas, um, can't go back in time, but I'm glad I was there for the early days because I saw all the evolutions like in real time, so when I first started Things like Pixo and LiveJournal and FreeWebs and like Blogger and Blogspot were like a thing. And people would mostly post personal content, so nobody was really posting informative content unless it was 
like maybe a tutorial or like some very specific how-to guide or like recipes things like that did exist but by far the biggest thing on the internet in the blogging world was personal blogs so people were blogging about their lives their careers like weird people on the street they were making art and cartoons and like fan fiction and there were all these communities on the internet that were just like thriving on shared interests and like thriving on like this early form of internet communication and it was really beautiful and cringy and weird and people didn't really know what to make of it yet so it was sort of a wild west and it still is but ooh, it really was back then but more of a wholesome way because i feel like the internet has become a very dark place especially recently like this week um, on Facebook like delete Facebook was trending and all kinds of stuff and we'll talk more about that in a minute but just like how things have how the turntables so to speak um, things has really changed and today you will have a much harder time finding personal blogs they certainly still exist but they're in no way as popular as they used to be and they're also not very monetizable so the biggest difference I would say is that blogging has become a legitimate form of business, whereas 25 years ago, you would have been laughed at if you said you planned to make money blogging. And I, I know because I would have chosen that as my career path. So joke is on all those people because look where I am now. But anyway, <laughs> the point here is that it has gone from just like a pastime and a way for people to communicate online about their interests to a legitimate money-making revenue. Revenue? Revenue? Who knows? One of them. And today it's more than just a communication portal and it's used by brands and big businesses and small businesses and your Aunt Susie and like all this crap. Everyone's using a blog, but it's also changing and we're going to talk about those changes. So I have articulated a lot of them, but the biggest one doesn't have to do with blogs at all. So the biggest change is that blogging is actually less of a thing than it was a few years ago. And why is that? It's because of social media. So the crazy thing is that blogging is starting to be overshadowed by social media, especially with all the recent data scandals. So in the last episode, I talked a bit about protecting your online privacy. And then weirdly enough, like immediately after that, this whole scandal came out with Facebook and I was like, y'all, I called it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's so interesting how today, it has less to do with actually typing long blog posts and more to do with like what's called microblogging, which is basically like posting on Twitter, posting on Instagram, telling people too much information on Facebook, that kind of thing. All is microblogging and that is so much bigger than blogging is, which is crazy because blogging is huge. So for every blog out there, there's a gazillion more social media profiles and people being active on social media and it's all a big circle. So does blogging even still matter? I think it does. Obviously, I have to say that because it supports me financially. But I think it still matters in a ton of ways, but especially for SEO. Social media does not matter for your SEO, at least not in the same way. It tells a brand story like way more effectively than social media ever will. It's more refined, quote unquote. Like, you know, we've come we've come away when now we're able to say vlogging is the more sophisticated platform because that has never been the case. But compared to like a Twitter post, it definitely is. And then finally, it's more monetizable. I, I don't know if that's a word it is now. And what I mean by that is it's much easier to make money like on a long term sustainable way through a blog or like a formal way website than it will be through social media. So that's just the truth. But the biggest truth of all, prepare yourself, is that 
blogs are a form of social media so i know like take a seat just consider it pause the podcast go on a long walk you need to think about this blogging is social media it is it is okay i'm sorry because it's social and it's media it's both it's social media and that's just mind-blowing to think about that came to me like an hour ago and i was like guys i gotta write about this like my life has changed but you know what it's just the truth so Blogging still matters because social media matters and it all matters. So let's talk about the future. So in two short months, we're going to be in the next decade. I'm going to be confused. It's going to be happening. I don't know what's going to be happening, but it's going to be happening. So I've made some guesses based on fact. So are they guesses? I don't know. Let's call it a, um, a scientific hypothesis. I don't think that's the word I'm looking for, but that's the one I'm going with. Um, I mean, an estimated guess. I don't know. I don't know. I I studied English. It's very obvious. Um, So here are my picks. I did one earlier this year about things that I could expect to see this year and like in the next year. But now that year's over, basically. So I'm doing it again because things have changed. And most of these are different. So that's pretty mind-blowing how fast we've moved away from the trends that I just listed like a few months ago. So like, prepare yourself. So the first one is longer blog posts, which is shocking because I think I used this one last time. And I almost thought that it would go away because I don't know that many people who will read a long blog post. But I don't even think it's about that because the average word count of a blog post that's on the first page of Google is at almost 2,000 words. So (laughs) it's it's just the thing, you know? Um, That means that by 2020, shorter posts just like are not going to cut it if you want to appear on the first page of your search results. So sorry to say. But this is a good thing because... Writing quality content always looks good, gives you more linking opportunities, it just like shows that you know your stuff, so like don't be mad at it. But that being said, snippets are still really successful. And what I mean by that is making sure that your blogs are really skimmable, so you have headers, you have easy to like browse things, because people are looking on their phones, they're not here looking, they're here for a good time, not a long time, they don't (laughs) want to read your life story, so you can't just beat around the bush. You need to get into the the nitty-gritty and make it easy to digest and some readers want what's known as a mini blog so this this is going to depend on your niche so some areas like food blogs and maybe like DIY or like photo based both posts should probably lean back from the long word counts because people just want easy to digest content we all know how annoying it is when you're like I want to make cookies and you look up a recipe for cookies and it's got like two years of like someone's backstory and they're like, Mima used to make these cookies back on the farm. And then it's like 20 years about Mima. And then finally you get into the actual post like about the cookie recipe and you're just like, you're defeated by then. You're like, I don't know, would Mima have wanted this? So that's just depends on the industry. And at the end of the day, Mima's post probably plays a big role in SEO. So I get it. But it's true that a lot of readers are looking for mini blogs. So figure that out, whatever that means to you. Um, for me, that just means making my posts really easy to digest while keeping them ridiculously long. 
So another big trend is to keep up a higher frequency. So I can't relate to this because I never post, but in theory, you should be posting pretty frequently, ideally every day. And this makes sense. Someone told me this and I was, I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, it all makes sense. And I'm never going to be successful because this will never be me. But it's much easier to get 10 hits on a hundred different blog posts than to get a thousand hits on one blog post. And boy, is that the truth. So if you have a lot of different blog posts, obviously your odds of ranking highly on Google and just on social media and just like getting something to go viral or just really pick up is like so much higher. It's just the numbers game. Like look at it that way. Obviously you don't want these to all be garbage, but if they're good, then like, wow, look at you go, I'm jealous. So another fun perk of the high frequency is that there's more outsourcing. So if you're a freelancer like myself, there is so much opportunity for you and there will only be more opportunity for you. And that's great. And I know this is true because for some of my clients, I write a new blog post every single gosh darn day. And because I do that for them, I cannot do it for myself. So who's really winning? It's definitely not me, but it's an interesting thing. So it's both good and bad because I wish someone would be like, please stop writing so much blog posts. Like, it's okay to only write one a year, but that's not happening. But at the same time, I have way more clients. So what what should I feel about this? I'm not sure. Next, video content is so on the rise. And I say this with confidence because while I did no blog post today, I did post a video. So everyone can be jealous of me. I posted a screenshot like of my, not a screenshot, like a screen capture walkthrough for a tutorial I have on my blog because I kept getting people messaging me questions about it. And I was like, you know what? I could just have a video and never have to answer these questions again. So I did it. And you know what? It was not that hard or annoying. And I really loved it. So more video content is definitely a good thing. I'm not telling you to start a YouTube channel. You don't need to be the next Shane Dawson or whomever. You can just do a video like so simply to supplement your blog content. So once when I worked at this marketing agency, we used to make videos for our clients' websites. This, these were not great, but we would make them with like this online software that lets you incorporate like pictures and like voiceover and like text in like an animated way, but like no one's appearing on camera. And honestly, it took me 20 minutes to make these. So that's a really good way. Um, if you're savvy with like some kind of online tool like that and you have like photos. So if you are making like a recipe or a DIY or something where you can incorporate for photos and text, voiceover, you good. Like you don't even have to be on camera. You don't even have to wash your hair. So those are exciting. But if you do like being on camera, and I have some where I'm on camera, for better or for worse, you can just get a little tripod, use your phone, film your face, edit it so it doesn't suck so bad, and upload it. And honestly, it's not as scary as it sounds. You don't need any complex skills or like programs or anything. You could just use your phone and just do it. I don't know, try it. It might be working for you. I, I hate writing long form videos. What? I hate writing long form content all the time and it's a really good way to just break up that monotony. So why not? You know what? We like trying new things. 2020, it's a new year. Let's just do something else. <laughs> the, the slogan of the year, just do something else. So another really big trend is interactive content. So surveys, quizzes, infographics, also videos. So this is all a big loop. I'm just repeating the same thing. 
But it's true. Surveys are really fun, first of all. I love answering questions about myself. Um, quizzes are really interactive, too. I started to see these a lot on, like, business websites that are sort of like, let me help you find the services for you. And I'm a sucker for those. Like, I know I won't buy anything, but I'll just be like, I gotta take the quiz. I don't know. Quizzes are addicting. Thanks, BuzzFeed. So that's definitely the truth. I'm not always sure how to incorporate these into blog posts, but I think that we will start to see a lot more of it in the next year. Who knows? Maybe my next blog post will be a video where I'm also <laughs> giving you a quiz. I don't know. I'm going to mix them all up. Next, social search. So social search becoming a form of product research. So that sounds really complex, but what I mean is that more people are using social media and blogs as a way to research products. So that's good for monetization. And I know I personally do this because I don't always trust the reviews or I'm confused by the reviews and I need someone who's unbiased to just give me their opinion. So I love an unsolicited opinion. And it's definitely true that social is becoming so much more of a way to learn more about products, and that's good news for bloggers who want to work with brands. Finally, well, second to last, the biggest change, I think, ultimately overall, is called Gen Z, and it's the newest generation, because these kids, these little kiddos, are now becoming adults, like, the oldest ones are already becoming adults, I'm shook by this, and then the younger ones are starting to enter their teen years. I don't know how old they are. I'm making all this up. But uh, I think the majority of them are now in their teens or they're early adults. And that means they're going to start becoming a stronger force in, in freelancing and in blogging and all of the above. And we can already see them on social media. They're basically behind every single meme. So you're going to see the need to become a part of that content generation mess because in the past it's been so focused on millennials and I am a millennial so I was like that's fine I get it I get it we got the student loan debt I can relate to that but now it's all on Gen Z and it's a little bit different because they grew up with technology always being there they weren't like me they weren't the pioneers of blogging they weren't there for all that so it's all going to be a little bit different, and we need to keep that in mind, even as a cusper. Like, I am a cusper, so I was born in 95, which was, I don't know, it depends who you ask, uh, one year off from being Gen Z. So it's a little weird for me. I, I definitely think I relate more to millennial just because um, we grew up with a lot of technology um, accessible to me, so I, I was introduced to, like, the AOL, the the dial-up, like, all that jazz. I was there. I was on the front lines doing that. So it's true. I don't know. It's a little different. So keep that in mind. Finally, regulations. So we are now, this is the part where I said I was going to relate it to current events. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a politician. I'm actually not. But I do pay attention to what's going on in the media to some extent that my mental health will allow me to. And fake news is a thing. And at some point, social media will need to address this and increase the regulations on what people can or cannot post. Whether this will be for better or worse, I cannot say. But I just think a change is coming soon, especially with the recent Facebook crisis. So be on the lookout for that. I don't think this will affect bloggers in the same way, but who knows? Um, it's definitely worth thinking about what you're posting online and whether or not it's truthful or factual or how it will play into these regulations. So that's all I have to say about that. 
And those are my biggest anticipated trends for 2020. And whether they're all true or not, you know what? We're just going to have to find out. So in two months, we are now in Q4. In two months, we will be out of the nine. I almost said the 19 teens. Like, good grief, I need to go to bed. Um, we will be out of the 2010s. And it's going to be scary because in the 2010s, I was in high school. I finished college. I was an adult. <laughs> I worked a lot of jobs. I, I just, like, feel like I've lived my life in this past 10 years. And I don't really know what the world will look like after it. You know what? Because I remember the 90s to some extent. I remember the early 2000s and what a fever dream they were. And then I remember the past 10 years so acutely. And it's just hard to think of starting a new generation. And a new generation? Good grief. Yes, I'm starting a new generation. You heard it here, folks. Um, no, we're starting a new decade. And I hope that blogging becomes even more of a thing in the next decade, like it has in the past 10 years. And I love blogging, clearly, because I do it for a living. And I talk about it all the time. So that was my episode for today. Um, I'm so gosh darn hungry. I'm sure you can hear my stomach growling. I love self-care. You can tell that I'm a health guru. Um, and uh, I just really was passionate about um, talking about the 25th year of blogging. And now that I've done that, I can go eat knowing that I've served the truth to the masses. Um, that's enough of this. I don't know what I'm saying. But have a productive week. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.